7 o'clock. Rusty Hooks Live, episode... 63. 63. Just Dave and I tonight. Shane's... Uh, still driving. Still coming back from the classic in Texas, so... You have to put up with us for the next hour or so. Um, lots to talk about. It was a big weekend in the sport. Was it, though? It was. Congratulations, Hank. Hank, back-to-back champion. I'll still beat you in the wintertime, old Wiley. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had to. Last time he came and fished, he walked through the door and looked me square in the face and said, I'm here to kick your tail today. He left early. So it's just an ongoing back and forth. Yeah, well. But good job, for real. That's, that's kind of a big deal. You know when he won it last year? Uh, I guess you have to say two years ago. Didn't it? Well, yeah, I guess it was last year. It was last year. We won it last year. I was, you know, it was like, man, I can't believe. Not that he didn't have the ability to win it, but, you know, somebody that you know, it's almost surreal that they yeah. won it, right? And after day one, you know, we can roll back the footage here, and and David had Steve Kennedy pick to win. After day two, I remember thinking, dang, is Hank going to do it again? And it just, it's it's super surreal now that he won again. So, And he earned it this time, yeah. and he, he fished for it this time. Yeah, all congratulations to Hank, you know, back to back. Well, to win one's an accomplishment. I forget how Dave Mercer put it. He said, to win one's an accomplishment, to win two unthinkable but back to back is it makes him a legend or I, for, well, I, I was forget gonna say how, how, how many anglers have actually done that four or five so I know KVD did it back to back Wheeler did it no I mean Wheeler. Jordan Lee yeah, Jordan, Jordan Lee, Lee did it I think that's it no Rick Clun did Rick Clun win it back to back I think he won it back to back he'd be the only, one, only other one I think that would have a chance to let me go check the old Google A yeah cause he's him and KVD were tied for the amount of times they won it. But I don't think there's been many people to win it back-to-back. But, I mean, Hank did it the same way he does every, around here. Jigging a jerkbait. <laughs> I know, you go from flipping bushes. <laughs> Hank Cherry joins Rick Clun, KVD, and Jordan Lee. Those so he's, are the only ones. Gotcha. So he's the, the he's the fourth one then, right? So, Clun did it seventy six, seventy seven. Van Dam did it ten and eleven. Jordan Lee did it seventeen and eighteen. And Cherry did it in would that be twenty twenty one? Yeah, twenty and twenty one. So there's four of them in a special club. That is a very special club too. I guess he uh. Probably his career, if it wasn't solidified already, he's definitely there until he doesn't want to be anymore. He definitely has a little bit more uh, buying power, so to speak. Sure, absolutely. So, uh, are you sharing? Yeah. Okay. So, I know we talked about Hank, but man, there were a lot of fish losses too. So, Matt Airy lost one that would have made it up. Matt Airy lost a bunch. Well, I know the last. I know the last day he lost one that would have made it a shootout. Yeah. Uh, well, that was all on the last day. I'm pretty sure he lost like four or five that day. Um, Kennedy only had four Saturday, and he jumped off one 
they were saying eight pounds. I'll say conservatively it was six, but you know when you only have four for nine pounds, that's a that's a big jump. That's a big jump to the bottom line. So that's a that's a, a day saver. Is what yeah, that is for sure. Well, and they had storms, and his fish kind of <laughs> exited stage left, and well, then he lost another one on day three, I think. Um, that was you know between four and five pounds too. So. We've all been there. It's tough when you. Well, we all haven't been in the classic, but it's tough when you say, when, when you lose a fish that you really that you know you really really need. Yeah. It's hard to win when you don't fish clean. Todd Ott was in the top. He was in the top ten going into the final. Where did yeah. he end up? I think he finished thirteenth, maybe. I had a really good showing from the local guys. Obviously, Hank won. Matt Airy was second. Todd was right there. I didn't see where Brian New was. I know he was fishing with a wrist injury. Yeah, well, maybe that'll slow him down and teach him he doesn't have to <laughs> run everywhere he goes. Did you fish out here this weekend? I did not. I was uh I was at the I was at the house with the kids this weekend. I got you. Yeah, it was definitely uh a, a fun classic to watch. Hank, Hank's really good at taking the obvious and capitalizing on it. I mean, he, you know, he won his first classic, won off the causeways at Gunnersville, um, and you know he he went and practiced on that bridge and apparently had a really good practice there. And I'm sorry, not the bridge, the dam. And uh, I guess he had a point uh, a point of trees he was flipping too, but. It was all real close. Well, and I saw, I saw the wind. He played the wind yep. into his favor. Absolutely. To make that happen on the dam. Yep, absolutely. Definitely knew what he was doing. Oh yeah. Have you put any uh, orders in for the Berkeley Stone of Jerk Bait yet? No. Not gonna do it. I didn't say I wasn't going to do it. I just it's not released yet, but I'm sure it's, they would, it's, if it's you can not, get your hands on them, I'm sure they would fly as fast as you could get them. Well, I, uh, I mean, when it when it becomes available, yes, I'm sure we'll have some in the mix. But there's a lot of stuff that popped out at the classic that people are not talking about. DT8. Yep. Rapala came out with a DT8, which is a kind of a cross between a 6 and a 10 and might open up a new range of fish that one I know is going to be a good one um, that was really the only thing that hit home to me but I like a crankbait sure. personally a couple of new boat designs a bunch of new boat designs so they unveiled so Triton redid theirs they have a was it the TRX R, I think, or XT. We were just looking at it. I, I don't, know. I don't well, remember. TR, it was TRX, whatever, whatever it was before, and they added another letter to it. So they completely did that, re, redid that boat. Um, the deck on it looked huge. We were watching all the videos before we got started. And they actually, uh, actually have um, two 12-inch. They had two 12-inch, or I'm sorry, two HDS Live 12s flush-mounted in the console. That's a wide that's a that's wide That's a big console. Yeah. But it looked good. It was real clean and 
neat and pretty. I mean, to come from, you know, I started running around basketball. They had a, my the first one I ever was in had a flasher and a paper graph on it. To now having, well, then it was every boat came standard with a five inch Lorance in it. That's right. To now, I think the only boat that runs a five inch or seven inch standard graph is a nitro. That's what the or from the factory option is. Or one you win. <laughs> or one you win. That's true. Yeah, because the one you win is underpowered and under underbuilt. But Ranger came out with their, I guess, R series. Um, saw a lot of cool things there too. Uh, I didn't see a whole bunch of changes there, but they everybody's going to a console that can accept uh, dual mounts now. Um, I guess Phoenix released what they call the Elite Two. Uh, from what I could tell, I could be wrong. Uh, you know, I was just watching videos, but it looks like the Pro XP uh, with some of the elite things on it so like slam latches and the uh the piece of fiberglass up front that actually lets you dual stack um up grass up front so it's not actually mounted on the shroud it's a it's like a fiberglass insert um but other than that i, I know skeeter did theirs as well i and you're a skeeter guy i didn't see anything that was easy to pick out. They got rid of the at, on the ZX series. They got rid of those like coffin Oh, that's lids. right. That's right. The middle ones opened up um, from the sides. They went back to the one big box, right? Does your Does your FX does it have no, two? Mine's got it two. Has two. Mine's got the two, which I like. I like it, but I don't like it. It's uh, Skeeter lacks in their tackle storage. Gotcha. I, at least in the fifth, you know. Until they switched that big box, um, I've always hated the day day box idea because all it is is a junk catcher. Um, and, and then uh, Nitro redid theirs too. They got the twenty Z. I guess well, I guess they just redid one model, the Z twenty one. They call it the XL. Is that what we saw on the side of it? Is that right? Z twenty. I think that's right. Z twenty one XL. Maybe so. Looked like they. The front deck's a whole lot bigger, and they have two, or most boats, brands now have that one single giant lid. They have that, but it's cut down the middle, so they got like yeah. two compartments like that. Mark Cox, I think Shane was fulfilling some sponsor duties on Saturday away from the expo. Yeah, Shane was there Friday, Saturday, and well, and Sunday. Well, he, wa way he wasn't at, the, he was not at the expo. Saturday. Oh, on Saturday? Okay. I thought you might go down there this year. No, I mean, it, it wouldn't have worked out. I, I had my kids this weekend at the house. My wife had to go fulfill bridesmaid duties at the <laughs> beach. So I was uh, I was hanging out with the boys, messing with them. Are they still alive? They're, hey, everybody had a, we had a good weekend. It was nice. What did you have for dinner? Let's see. First night... Her mom came over because I fished Thursday night. Friday night, they ended up spending a night at her parents' house. Saturday, we they wanted pizza. We ordered pizza. Gotcha. So we did that, and um, I did let them skip school on Friday, and we hung out and 
Let's see. We went all over the place Friday. You guys not out yet? You guys are doing virtual stuff, right? Yeah, no. They're not getting done June 22nd. Holy cow. Yeah, they oh, got that's like, the end of this week, right? That's the same that's, way it is No, it's next Tuesday. Oh. But and my was, kids are done Friday. This I was looking Friday. at the absences, and I'm thinking about when my son turns his project in <laughs> and be done with it. Because they're 100% virtual, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which it's been – I want to say it's been fun, but I haven't had to endure it, so my gotcha. wife would argue otherwise. So you fished out here Thursday? I fished out here Thursday. Is it taking nine pounds of wind yet? No, it uh, it took 13. We blasted off. Well, Thursday started out with a complete and utter cluster. I had a helm issue. My steering in my boat yeah. was sketch. We changed the helm out the Saturday before. Didn't fix it? Oh, it fixed it. We were in the driveway. We like, okay, yeah, everything's good. Dad's backing me into the water and I turn the wheel. I'm like, something doesn't look right. <laughs> like, I feel like I, I couldn't mentally grasp what was going on. So I'm like, pull, pull forward. I'm like, I think it's backwards. And I turned it again. I'm like, oh, it is backwards. Yeah, I looked it backwards. He crisscrossed the hose underneath. And, uh, That's so great. Fortunately, I keep some tools up here at the store. So we looped into the parking lot and we swapped the hoses in three and a half minutes sealed it back off made it to blast off to blast off boat number three get going down the boat get going down the lake and there was an air bubble yeah that'll send you for a loop if you're not ready for it yeah i was gonna say if you didn't bleed it i'm sure that... i didn't get to bleed it yeah and so we uh we raced conrad down the lake and when I felt it slip the first time, I didn't ever open it up. So we were cruising at 66, and Conrad's neck and neck with us. And uh, anyway, we, we stopped on a deep hole, which was a bad call. There were too many fish on the bank. The water had come up a little bit. and We caught a limit out there, but it wasn't anything good. Went to the bank, and I caught nine fish in 20 minutes on a pop bar. Got you. And we ended up... That's before daylight? Or before dark? Yeah, just before... I mean, like the last 20 minutes. Yeah. And then my dad lost one good one, broke it off. It would have gotten us where we needed to be, but it is what it is. Another yeah, day on the water. I think you already said it. What did it take to win? 13. 13. Yeah, 13-10. Tim Teague and David Clanton, I think. Okay. I saw David's at the beach this week. Tim Teague's been on a little bit of a roll this year. Like... I don't know if it's a rap boat or what, but he's gotten himself on a little bit of a roll. And when you get rolling, man, that's, you know, you know how it is. Unfortunately, <laughs> when you don't get rolling, you, it's hard to get out of it, too. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Got the frog tournament this weekend. Did you Did you guys, well, registration's over, right? Is it closed? Registration was closed, but... I did hear from the tournament director. There are a couple more spots that okay. he's going to leave it open to fill. Um, so that's, and that's on Lake Watery, right? Lake Watery. You got taken off out of Clearwater? No, he's going out of State Park. State Park. Yep. So how many boats did they cap that at? Fifty. Fifty. That should be a fun tournament. That'd be a good sized tournament for Watery. 
Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting just throwing only a frog. Yeah. Watching the weights and what it's taking to win down there and who's winning, um, it's very apparent the fish are not on the bank. At least the good fish are not. Offshore? They're offshore. So. Well, that was my question. Can you Carolina rig the frog? Didn't say you can. I asked, and he said the three, four modifications that are listed are the modifications you can make. But that's not to your frog. That's to the line. You can't have any other tackle in the boat. Oh. So that kind of nixes that plan. So what happens if your hook gets stuck inside your frog and then it fills up with water and it goes to the bottom? Can you drag it then? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Catch them on a football, or a football frog jig? Football frog jig, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Derek Lilly, it was the 26th, but we had to change the date due to a scheduling conflict. So it will be this weekend. I'm just debating on if I'm a fish Friday night and turn and burn and drive to Watery. Might as well. Get out there and catch an hour, hour sleep in the parking lot. At the state park? Yeah. Probably, uh, maybe. Be sleeping at the gate when the ranger opens it. Oh, that's right. What time they open the state park down there? They're going to open it at 5. Okay. And we're going to blast it, safe flight. Okay. You about an hour to get everybody in the water? Yeah. Which I, I've got a feeling that it's just going to end up being a disaster. Somebody's going to forget to clean their boat out. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. You know, there'll, there'll be something. I don't on. know if you can do that. When's what? the last time you cleaned your boat out? Oh, I had to empty over the winter. <laughs> Throw everything in a garbage bag and sort it out later. <laughs> Uh, Rob? Yeah, they, there was a post today. They're dumping 40,000 F1s in Norman. I expect that they'll be over the dam into Mountain Island within the next six months. Another year and a half after that, they'll be in Wiley, and you'll still be dealing with spotted bass at Norman. Are the Is the DNR picking that up, or is it are they, are they fundraising? No, DNR actually picked up that. They're still waiting on paperwork for the nonprofit to be confirmed based off of what the post says so don't quote the information as okay. fact I didn't see it I've been stuck in meetings all day today um, is it two or three dollars oh great cash at the state park that sounds like I'm going to put it in at Watery Creek and drive around so Derek wants to know is the lake off limits this week yes the lake is off limits uh oh you missed your opportunity. Friday was a cutoff day. Well, today's Monday. So, what, did it go off limits Sunday? It went off limits Friday. Friday. Friday evening. Oof. It was off limits Saturday and Sunday. Hopefully everybody knew that the date was changed. Everybody did. Okay. Derek did. Well. Everybody but Derek. Derek lives in a fog. He's got so much information in his head. Have you seen the size of his head? I have. He's got so much in there, it's hard for him to keep up with all of it. I have. I will tell you this. You better be nice to Derek. Cause, Derek's a good guy. Because if you need Derek's help in the wintertime, if you lose a glove or something. Derek's got spares of everything. He's got a lot of gloves in his boat. He does. No, I, Derek's been filling in for Robin this year because Robin has been dealing with some health stuff, and we've actually had a fun time. I didn't know you and Derek were fishing together. Yeah, we kind of. 
threw one together. We won that, and I think we've been one spot out of getting paid every yeah. time since. I think I fished one tournament with Derek. That's probably three or four years ago. We won it. We jumped in a cat out here, and we won it. We caught them off school and fish in that weird fall to winter transition time when yeah, they're still used to school. Where they will bite both, you know. Man, it was fun. We caught the crap out of yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm done with what I got. You got anything new? <laughs> Not a whole lot. I mean, so where it, the when do the leads pick pick back up? The it's July. They go added to the northern swing now. Yeah, I just don't I I don't remember if Waddington's first and then Champlain or vice versa. Let's look real quick. I was hoping Shane was going to be back to kind of um, promote conversation because he was. He was the point man at the classic. Yep. Let me look at the schedule real, real fast. But it's it's hard to. Uh, is this right? What? We're down to six viewers. I don't think so. No, nah, there it goes. Wow. So, what did it take to win at Norman this weekend? Because I heard they canceled that tournament, and then I saw that it was happening. They had a cat open up there. I do not know. Uh, it looks like Champlain's first, and it's July 8th through the 11th. So that's like in, what, two weeks? Yeah. And then they go to St. Lawrence River pretty much back to back. Yeah, the 15th through the 18th. Yeah. And then we go to ICAST the week after, which... Yeah. You guys gonna go live from down there? You gonna shoot some videos down there? Try to. We'll try to get. Depends on what ends up happening. Who all goes? Yeah. Where is it? It's in Orlando, right? It is. Okay. It you is. got any uh, teasers for anything? Have you heard anything? Any new baits? Obviously, you heard about the DT8. Well, but that was classic release. I know that Spros. From what I heard, they've got like 39 new products released. 39 new? Are they colors or products? Products. Wow. Or SKUs, so to speak. Okay. So, I don't know. SKUs means different new barcodes, I, New right? barcodes, so okay. new item, whether it be colors, baits, whatever. Gotcha. Um, and there were, then there's a whole bunch of other stuff coming down the pipe, too. It always makes you wonder what else is left out there to create. <laughs> You know, we I think we've had that conversation on here. Is what's the next big thing? Yeah. You know, you kind of had the chatterbait, and it was dead for a couple years, number of years, and then you got the Alabama rig, and then, I mean, the Whopper Plopper has been the next big, yeah, fad bait since the Alabama rig. Man, that thing was stupid. If you had it on, oh, the, on it was the front when end of before it. it was a thing. Yeah. I don't know what's what could be next, really. It's you know, Rapala or Rapala, however you say it. They they kind of I think are trying to touch on it that there's a lot of mid depth range stuff that doesn't gets untouched. Yeah, but the problem is, is fishing at mid depth range, it it comes down to how. That's, well, that's what I mean. 
I mean, so there's so, a lot of lures to target this deep, and there's a lot of lures to target topwater, and there's a lot of lures to target as deep as you want to go. But the thing about it is, okay, so you get a bait that covers the mid-depth range. You can do that with a jig. You can do that with a worm. Here's you the can. question, though. When you're fishing out, it's always a lineup association. Sure. When you're fishing a shallow, you're fishing... It's target-oriented. It's a target orientation type thing. Mid-depth is it's both. both. So whether it be a stump or a rock, you have to figure out all the way around it. Sure. Where where the angle, where the cat, and all that stuff. So the question is, is again, um, what's the... I don't know. Maybe we should make something. I mean, you've always had the deep little end. You've always had DT10. Yeah, but you're talking about stuff that you wind. Maybe, and and that's bottom oriented. You think you think fish suspend in mid depth ranges? Oh yeah. I mean, we prove that every winter. Yeah. I mean, I think they do it now, but how do you catch them? You, you, I don't know. I, I can't I mean, say. I Hank cannot just make three hundred thousand dollars on a jerk bait in June. <laughs> Yeah, but he had a lot of chatterbait and a lot of flipping fish mixed in there. Did he? I didn't see him catch any on chatterbait. I saw one that was like three and four. It was like four pounds. That one flipped. come off the of Yeah, it was off, off the trees. Off the trees and gotcha. on chatterbait. I, I saw him catch his first two on Saturday, and that's about all I saw. Well, again, my my question about that is, is I've always wondered it. The way the fish are set up out Oh, Wiley right now, suspended deep. I can't ever make them by a jerkbait. Yeah. But can you make them by a jerkbait? I don't know. I don't fish this time of the year. Oh, I know, but. <laughs> Probably. I mean, uh, I, can you, though? That's Water clarity has a lot to do with that, and I think once you get to a certain depth in these lakes that you lose that ability for the visual maybe need to put some glow in the dark tape on one and go out there and do it maybe so I don't, I don't know wish somebody would chime in on, on, on we're bored man we don't have much to talk about tonight classic's just over with and we'll burn through that in a few minutes Clark Wendlet, what happened ah uh, Man, I, if, he had a camera in his boat the first day, so I thought somebody knew something that we didn't know. If you guys remember, last year maybe, my pick to win was um, Paul Mueller at one of the, at the very first floor turn. He finished dead last. So, <laughs> <laughs> so are you saying your record's not very I mean, high right it's now? Not real good. <laughs> Now, Steve, we, we talked about the boats at the very beginning. Um, I, I, re, I, I know there's been some mixed things, or, well, I can't say I know there's been, but some people have had some mixed feelings about the one that Triton unveiled, but I think it might be my my favorite one that they uh, that they redid. It's hard, it's hard for me to pick a favorite boat without actually sitting in it and yeah. going because, well, the Triton looks cool. It may ride like a hay wagon. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, no problem, Stephen. No problem at all. The uh, the other ones. Uh, tell us what you guys thought, or tell us what you thought. I, 
I couldn't really tell any differences between uh, anything that Skeeter did. Um, we saw Phoenix. They the Elite Two is, from what I can tell, was like the Pro XP, just with some Elite features on it, like the slam latches and the uh, the piece of fiberglass up front, the double stack graphs. Um, I mean, I like that feature. That yeah. As far as the coolest ads, I think that takes the cake for a streamlined front deck. Yeah. Um, definitely for the longevity of the boat, I would think. Because mine's a 2012 I've been through. Now, I've had a lot of different graphs up front, too. Um, I think I've been through either, I know at least two, maybe three shrouds up front. Um, we're close somebody calling or somebody sorry uh, somebody's calling the phone sound like someone was ringing stuff up over there a minute ago gremlins man I think Got some ghosts in this door I think there's a ghost slept in here maybe from a possum or something <laughs> so the the frog tournament's this Saturday any BFLs or anything coming up? High Rock. Yeah, because Shane, Shane hosed me. He's going to High Rock to fish BFL, so it left me uh, scrambling for the frog tournament. Got you. But I think I've got that resolved, so it's not a not a big deal. Hey, that's That tournament probably will be brutal. The frog tournament? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless the water stays where it's at, and then it's it could be really good. Got you. Skeeter XR. I didn't see that boat. Did you? No, I didn't, but I also didn't, like, dive into it. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Steven, tell us about that one. We didn't see it. Share, share a link if you got some, some pictures of it or something. Or a walkthrough video. You got anything new in the store? Um, had some KVD tools come in. Like a multi-tool, uh, uh, wacky rig tool. Okay. And what was the other thing? I think that was it on the tools. He got over the snidest two weeks ago. We hey. missed that on our last podcast. He he did he did well. It technically happened after we were on. Well, yeah, yeah. After it would we have been over. middle of this yeah, week. Middle of the week. That's right. Um. It was. He showed them guys who still could crank them up. When it comes to fishing out, he's going to be a threat. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care what people say. He I mean, did he's it with his six XD again. He did. And it's always fun to watch him fish. Yeah. Because you know everybody thinks of a crankbait is throw it out there and wind it back to the boat. Yeah. If you watch him, there's a lot. There's a lot more to it than that. Right. Oh, you're saying the ZXR. Yes. Yeah. The ZX, they got rid yeah. of the saloon door lids, coffin, whatever what they call What do you want to call them? Yeah, the ones that open like this. They went back to the I don't know why, the why they would even think that. I mean. I don't know. It, obviously, it didn't last for very long, so I don't think many of their consumers liked it. It's getting hard to tell the difference between the ZX and the FX now. I will say this. If you want a fast boat, ZX has 
up until now. Now I don't. I've not been in a ZXR or a FXR, but there there was a year model hole in that ZX or the yeah ZX series that was fast. Was it? Yeah, Chris Chris Fuentes has one. Fireball had one, and those boats were they're just fast. Yeah, the FXR. I've, I've been in two of them now, and they. Now, granted, I'm not a small guy, so when I get in someone's boat, I'm sure it makes it go a lot fat, a lot slower. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were not. I don't think they. I don't think they either one of them ran over seventy with two people in it. Around sixty nine, sixty nine and a half. I mean, they're right, right there. The but, FXRs. Mm-hmm. Who's he been in? Uh, Chris Dover and and Joey's. Might be a weight issue. Like well, you're, like I mean, you're looking at two hundred and eighty five well, pounds right here. So. Yeah, but <laughs> like I was telling you before, my boat, if I want to make it run fast, keep everything to the center. Now they rode great. They didn't porpoise or anything like that, like other skiers I've been in, in the past, but they, I mean they just they just weren't that fast. Yeah. Well, a lot's got to do with how the whole boat's laid out. Yeah, sure. You can make speed but lose the slow down stability. Absolutely. I, I mean, put lithiums in my Phoenix and it completely changed it. I mean, getting top end, whole shot's a lot better, but I had to reprop it. Um, relay relay out where your weight's at? Yep. I had to add some weight to the back, start carrying plastics in the back. And, uh, I mean, it, it just rides completely different. When you, was, when you stand on the front, um, you can see there was two distinct different water lines from when I had... Well, this, Ron, Ron Wiresberg was, he just bought lithiums and he took it back in to get some last things tweaked from his motor issues. And he, uh, he called me raising sand because he could only go 55 miles an hour top end. And I said, so they checked the coil packs, they checked everything, everything's good with the motor. He said, yeah. I said, okay, then change the weight layout because yeah. you got rid of the lead batteries. Yeah, mine, mine wants to ride nose down now, so I had to completely change my prop setup. Yeah, exactly. There's Dover, 70 with two guys. I mean, I'll be honest with you, 70s, I mean, as long as you go 70. You're I mean, competitive. It, yeah. The lakes around here, you're not making giant runs. I mean, um, there you go. Joey's, the skier guys are chiming in. 2020 boat was faster, 73, 74, 21, to move the pad, and it slowed it down. Yeah, but you still should be able to make the speed. Ah, man, you'd be surprised. I mean, one little ding in your prop. Oh, yeah, it makes a 300 RPM is a lot. So, uh, Derek Lilly, right now Hank stands next to KVD, Rick Klun, and Jordan Lee is the only other guy to win back-to-back classics. So he's in a group of four, um, which gives him some clout. That put him over a million-dollar mark winning-wise? Had to have. It's got 600k in the last two years. Just in uh, classics. Yeah, but do they look at the opens or do they look at oh, elite yeah. series only? No, they look at all of it. They he won, might want an open. He might be right at that cusp of breaking that. Yeah. Let's look. Yeah, 
Oh, over a million last he's year. Over a million well, last then year. he's definitely over a million. <laughs> yep, yep, he for sure is. Then <laughs> he didn't take any of it away. So no, no, but I, you know, I have to be careful how I word this, just because we all laugh and we all joke, we all cut up. I can't tell you how many times Hank and I have talked crap back and forth to each other. Sure. Does that go away now? No. I mean, like. No, man. Hank, <laughs> Hank's still Hank. He's just got two classes. He's just got two really important trophies in his trophy case. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like. I mean, yeah, all respect to him, but I'm still going to kick his butt when he comes back down. Like, that's the goal, right? Yeah, for sure. That was my goal when Jason Quinn showed up fish. Britt Myers. Yeah, all of them. All of them. If you don't show up to win, you know, I don't know what you're coming for, period. Doesn't matter who's in the tournament. Oh, it makes it extra special when those guys yeah, show up. I, I agree. It's You're hard. right, Derek. He could win again. If he goes for... Th- I don't think anybody's ever won it three nope. times in a row. Never, uh, no, I don't think it has. The only other two guys, the only two guys that could have done it would be Clunt or, or uh, KVD. I don't think anybody ever has won it. What, KVD and Clone have five, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure they have five. I, think I don't think anybody else right. has won more than two. He very well could win it on Hartwell. Wouldn't that be something? I mean, again, it's not out of reach. No, he's he's in it. He's got a way better chance of winning it than I do. <laughs> I mean, so, huh, this is interesting. Most classic victories is Rick Klein. Do you have five or six? He's got four. Four? No, that can't be right. I thought he had five. Maybe, maybe him and KVD are the only two that have won it four times then. I know they were tied. All right, so... Paul Elias for the heaviest bass. Uh, lightest Elite Series winning event, Kevin Short. Okay, Pink, 43-3. 15 bass limit back in the day, Blake Honeycutt with 138.6. Shit. Isn't he up at Hickory? Who's that? Blake Honeycutt. I don't know. I think he's, yeah. Tommy Ackwright's won his club championship six years in a row. Too bad he's in the only club. Well, that's an accomplishment. They might be a real club. Rob Blackman's a bullet guy. Rob, did you get your bullet working yet? I, I saw you put some pictures up and said you've been working on it with a 300XS. I don't think this is where I need to be to find this out. Most Angler Year Awards, Roland Martin. Larry, the hats are up there on the uh, uh, David's apparel selection in the store. (laughs) Derek. (laughs) There's so much I could say to that. (laughs) So much. 
Oh. Okay, Quan and KVD share four classic victories. I thought it was four. I thought it was five. Nope. Um, three. Hang on a second. No pro has ever come close. Three anglers. Now, at the time of the writing of this, George Cochran, Bob Murray, and Hank Parker have two wins, and all three have retired, so don't expect a third. Right. But you got... Jordan Lee. Well, he's he's, he's gone. gone unless he comes back, which I don't think he will. Hank Terry's really the only one that could. Well, right now. I mean, standing right now. Yeah. To touch he has, that. He is. He's he's the only one fishing, the classic next year that could win it for a third time. Right. No, because Christie's back. Christie hasn't won it yet. He didn't win the classic at all. Nope. Randy Howell. Thumped him, thumped him on the last day. Well, that's right. Christie's got he's got that bridesmaid complex. Christie went, he finished second to Randy Howe at uh, Grand Lake. He had a big lead going into the third day, and Randy Howe whacked. Or I'm sorry, Edwin Evers beat him. Edwin Evers had a 32 pound yep, bag or whatever right. on the final day. Yep. And off then, of a bridge, if I'm not mistaken. Nah, it was a couple of depressions up in the river or washouts behind trees. How one off the bridge? That, yeah, how one off a bridge? Just throwing that little tiny, mm-hmm. uh, that little tiny bitsy bug looking jig. And then Jordan Lee beat him at Hartwell. He came from way back in the pack. He had a big lead there too. Yeah, Christie's gonna win one. I mean, that dude, he's just, and so is Hackney. I mean, those guys. Now, i got to be careful saying this because I don't want to take any dis. I don't want to say it disrespectfully, but they're going to win it if it's a flipping deal. Most of, Nine times I, out of ten. I don't know, man. Christie's – I mean, so the two that Christie was winning, he, an old single-bladed booyah spinnerbait – was a huge staple, and then at Hartwell, it was a chatterbait. Well, and what happened sure. at Hartwell is it got warm, and all the fish he was catching, they started spinning around the docks, and Jordan Lee started catching on a wacky rig. They went from staging to, to to immediate pre-spawn ready to go. Yeah, and he just didn't make the adjustment. Yep. Huh. Interesting. There he did, absolutely that one. And the four pounder he lost the second day. I text you. What I text you said, after I first hit day? Hit right on the button. Yep. But again, I told you he is like hero to zero. That's right. There's no in between. That's right. Stephen Hill brings up a good point too. Hank, Hank could have won it at Grand that first year they went out there. He did. He lost that seven. He pounder. lost. Yeah, I'll never forget that. Um. We were still fishing it a little bit when he went out there. That was the first year. He was in a skier that year. Mm-hmm. He was in the ZX that year. That was uh, 2012, I think. That was when uh, Black Label, Cliff Pace. That's right. Caught him. That's right. Game Face Cliff Pace won it. Is he done? No, he's in the MLF. Okay. I think he's won a cup event. I don't, I'm not sure. I, I think he has. I, well. He makes some good crankbaits, man. 
No, no doubt. But I don't know how you go from being a five fish guy to, huh? Let me go over here where I gotta catch a hundred fish tournament. Yeah, I don't know. Jeff, you're right. Steve Kennedy has been very close many times. I think he finished second uh, to Gagliardi at the at a cup event too, or D cup event on Murray that year. Um, something always seems to happen to him, man. He's just unlucky. He's a goober. I he mean, is, man. Like a big time you goober. You can't not like the guy, though. I mean, I, when we were at Gunnersville. I think this is the first year he actually has a boat sponsor. <laughs> nah, he's had Bass Cap for a has couple, a couple of years. years yeah. now. Well, he used to fish out of a. I can't remember what it was. It's like a. I think it was a Ranger Z19 with the old HDPI on it forever. And then that was when they <laughs> they said no more old boats. I I mean it was, it was like a Series One HDPI. It was like a 225. I, I mean, think 225 on it too. Don't you have to have a new new a newer boat within two year models to fish the elite? I don't know. They got one at a um oh crap Gunnersville. I can't remember the dude's name now. Uh, the Piscophon guy. Caleb Cupall. Caleb, yeah. Caleb Kufall, or however you say it. He's got an older boat. It's older Nitro. Is it an older boat? Yeah. It has a two-stroke Pro XS on it. I was there, and I missed that. And a Fortrex. <laughs> I mean, I'm I understand. The only, I understand. only guys left. Listen, I understand that. I mean, Thrift still runs Fortrex. Yeah. That has to do with the 360 mount, though, doesn't it? What? Why he runs a fortune? No, yeah. he runs it because he's he's used to it. It's gotcha. proven. I mean, it, I'm gonna just for, Stratus. That's right. It was a Stratus, not a Ranger. The uh, for for guys that haven't made the switch to an Ultrax or a spot lock type trolling motor, it's a big switch. Yeah, I mean it. It really is. Yeah, Derek, you still fish with those old Corrados from the mid 90s you think that could be one of his issues about losing fish this, those things are very slow now granted they were fine way back then but they're not slow I mean how you, why do you say they're slow I'm just saying you go over there and look at your reel selection you got reels over there now bringing 40 plus inches per Handle turn, but why? Uh, to control the fish, probably. I mean, that's why I do it. So, what gear ratio you throw a chatterbait on? Uh, seven one. What gear ratio you throw a crankbait on? Six four, six five, whatever it is, six and a half, whatever it is. I I don't know. Me personally. I tend to fish a lot of six eights and eight threes. There's no in between. Like, I'm either using a six eight or eight three, except for cranking. I use a six four to one, and yeah. that's simply because of what that particular reel brings in per okay. turn. All right. So uh, well, I'll ask you this then. So he lost both those fish flipping. So do you flip with a six four or a six eight, or do you flip with an eight three? Oh, I'm a, I flip with an 8.3, but... Exactly. But the other side of that is I don't have the leverage. 
the leverage comes into play with the rod. I have to turn that fish when I hit it. I understand that. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, I understand that, but a slower reel you can get away with when you're winding something because when they bite it, you got your line's tight. Yeah. But when they bite and a run. bait that's sitting on the bottom and you got you have no idea if they went around a tree or around a piling or whatever, I, you got to pick up the line quick. I never agreed with that mentality. Denny Brower flips with a 5-1-1 to one or 5-6-1. to one. I never agreed with that personally. I understand the leverage side of it, but the take up of the line and everything that you got going against you, I can't I could never get on board with it. But that's also probably why he flips with a rod that's as stiff as a broomstick. You talking about Denny Brower? Yeah. Well Denny Brower was a true scissor flipper too. I mean uh, he's <laughs> he ain't yeah. pitching. He's a Yeah. I mean he might as well have been what what do they call it when you had a ten foot rod and you just Jigger pole. Jigger pole. He might as well have been doing that. <laughs> I, I, don't I mean, we're talking about the guy that used to take surf rods and cut them in half to make flipping sticks out of them. Yeah. I, I, I can't say that Steve Kennedy's reels, assuming that they're in good working order and serviced and got new bear, you know, and taken care of, I can't say that reel speed has to do with him losing fish. I don't know. Uh, Davey Height made a point about how he fights fish around the boat. You can't do that. Davey Height made a really good point about that. Because that big one he lost on Saturday, they played it a bunch on Sunday. And Davey Height was talking about how he turns the fish. It comes to the boat as opposed to just taking it and walking it the same way it's going. He turns it. And that one he lost, as soon as he turned it, it you know, that's when it came off. I think I think if, you're, if you think about it, any time that you lose a fish – it comes from doing something like that. If they buy like on a jig fish, I mean you've caught plenty of jig fish. If a jig a fish bites your jig, you're either gonna break it off on the hook set or you're gonna flip him in the boat. There's not you don't walk him around the boat. I don't care if he's six pounds, ten pounds you're not walking him around the boat. Right? Yeah. I mean I don't I don't know. I missed that one, Jeff. I, I didn't see when he caught the catfish. I know he fishes with straight braid, too. I did realize that. I've never flipped a jig on on straight braid. So only one, one thing I've done, I swim a jig with straight braid. Well, I've, I've swam one around grass with braid. I do that a lot, but... Well, I can't say a lot. I don't get to fish a lot of grass. But when I go and there's grass, I do swim it with braid. But that has to do with, again, we're talking about winding, right? I mean, you got a tight line on it. Unless they come up with sharker. Well, line and come his, first, his first day that all his fish he caught swimming a jig. Yeah. A white jig, if I'm not mistaken. And it was on braid, too. And it was on braid. Yeah. I don't know. I know this. There, are, I've got a friend that lives in Florida. That flips reeds with fluorocarbon. Yeah. Because braid, whether you're flipping trees, whether you're flipping bushes, reeds, whatever, braid has a tendency to cut in. Yeah. Fluorocarbon won't do it. It's. Derek say I braid a 30 pound fluorocarbon leader. I, I, why? Didn't, I mean, I didn't pay that much attention to it. That's. The rod and reel fell out of his hand. Oh, when he, when he crushed a catfish, I guess. So, so he's got a. 
a <laughs> sissy well, set? Nah, I mean, when that happens, you you get a broke I mean, wrist. Well, I mean, the only time your rod's gonna fall to your hand is when when you set the hook and it doesn't give. I mean, it's it's gonna go one way or the other. <laughs> I still that whole braid to leader. Marcos did that. I've been in a boat with Marcos a couple of times. He does. I never understood that principle, that philosophy. It, to me, it just doesn't work. Only on a spinning rod. I've done it with topwater before on mono. Well. And that's because. You're throwing a pencil popper 700,000 yards. Or, a, or a, uh, a prop bait. And when you throw a prop bait with braid, your line will get wrapped up in the in the front prop. So you can put. You know, two foot of baggage 20 or 25 pound test. Or a piece of straw that's that big. Nah, I don't like that. Uh, to each is, I mean, yeah. uh, spinner rod, braid braid to fluorocarbon leader, even my top waters. I just throw a, a lighter, you know, the rod's more limber, so yeah. I don't worry about. Oh, we've been over the braid all kinds of times. Shane's not here to argue with us. You're not going. You're not going to get a rise out of me. I like. I no, like I, I know. On top no, I know. I know. I mean, listen, it works for Shane. We fished with him last week and watched him jack three on a buzzbait pretty quick. That, I mean, it works for him. Whatever. It was a good venue. Absolutely. I don't think Bass has had a bad venue, except when they went to Pittsburgh. <laughs> I mean, two bobber stoppers in front of the prop works. I mean, anything to keep that line just rigid for the first little bit. Yeah, well, it can't. It just can't spin around at all. I mean, you could you could dab your line in super glue and do that. I don't know, man. My mono thing works for me. No, I, again, I'm not saying I'm not telling you to fix something that's not broken. And a lot of times when they blow up on that prop bait, I get so excited I need that four inches of strip. <laughs> you got you got a little pre you got a little pre jerk <laughs> issue. <laughs> yeah, it's only that bait though. They they blow up on a frog. I guess because I because I fished a frog so much, they blow up on a frog. I make sure that it's gone before I set the hook with that prop bait. Which is like, it might just be the way they explode on it. It about scares me every time it happens. Uh, that was I will say that last year. I started really dabbling with that prop bait in the fall. Yeah. That bite, that's a fun bite. Like when they're doing it, you can get yeah. well in a hurry. Yeah, they blow. I mean, it. It's a it's an amazing bite. Mono for the win, Billy J. Terry. We got a mono fan on here. Well, I'm glad to see Shane's got a cult follower. I can't get in. I mean, I I throw a pop bar on mono, and even that feels weird. I don't throw a pop bar on mono. I do. I throw at a straight braid. Straight braid, really? Yep. Hmm. I do. Hmm. As light as it can, as light as your bait caster can handle, without getting wrapped up on itself. Hmm. That's intriguing. Yep. I used to throw it on mono with a with a loop knot, and then just messing around through it on braid one day, and uh, the limpness of of the braid does about the same thing it allows a loop it to knot, still, and it, you can still walk it and make it do whatever you want with it I just and when they blow up on the pop bar you just start reeling <laughs> you got braid on there <laughs> true I, I, that 
I just don't braid can be such a when you're throwing depends on which pop bar you're throwing. If you're throwing the little Rico braid can I, that just seems dangerous to me. What? Rico? Throw, throwing a little Rico on braid. Oh man, that's the one. Half the expo wasn't air conditioned. It was hot out there. I didn't know that. I didn't hear that either. Yeah, the ring was state of the art though. The only rod that doesn't have mono is a spin caster. It's a spinning rod. It sits at the house. He must not be uh, fishing a a bait. You have to feel a whole bunch. Hey man, mono worked for listen, Rusty since White. the inception of fishing. Rusty White still to this day. Flipping a jig goes and buys trilene big game. Yeah. 25 pound test. Pure T goat rope. I had to teach my dad about fluorocarbon when he got back into it. My dad was straight strand original blue, and, and on his spinning rods, he threw strand magnathin. You wait till next time I see your dad. Amen. <laughs> yeah, what, is he going to come out and fish this winter a little bit? You know, I don't know. He's, he's talking about getting rid of his boat and getting. They're they're getting ready for retirement. Yeah, he's talking about selling his boat and uh, um, getting a center console or a pontoon or something like that. Yeah, he'll be sixty Saturday. My dad just turned sixty last Saturday. Yeah, he'll be sixty June nineteenth. Happy birthday, Russ! His birthday was the ninth, so there's a yeah. ten day gap in between your dad and my dad. Yep, he'll be sixty on Saturday. They're in uh, Bonita Springs this week. Florida. That, Florida, yeah. yeah. Billy J. Terry, mono and a rattle trap just works. So does a buggy whip and fluorocarbon. <laughs> I just, oh, I'm different. Everybody teaches on when it comes to that. If you catch them, uh, whatever works for you. I, I can't say that. I don't know anything about a trap bite. Well, which trap are we talking about? The little one, the medium one, or the big one? Yeah, well, I know. I, I don't play. Just, just stop. Okay. Just stop. <laughs> You know a little bit more than you're willing to let on to. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. Nothing at all? Nope. I don't know anything about having to feel it lay down or anything like that. I did feel, I did fool with a new bait this year. What was that? Rick Clun's Hail Mary. I've never heard of that. What is that thing? Is it a lipless bait? It's a lipless bait. You need to go check it out. Hail Mary? Mm-hmm. You know, you released that one crankbait called The Freak, and it was like a... Square square lip. Dude, that thing was 20, awesome. Was it? Yeah. I think the I bought was, one and The problem was, it, was the bill like, broke on them after you caught seven or eight fish on it because it had that big, long extension to, yeah, the, it was like, to the square bill. It was a fly swatter lip. It was awesome. <laughs> wow. You like hot lips? I love hot lips. You, gotta, you need to try them things. I just bought $350 worth of hot yeah, lips. That thing does the same thing. That old terrible rag, no wobble pull. I doctor my hot lips, sir. But I'm just saying, I mean, that, that's why they bite that stupid thing, because it doesn't, it, once it gets down to its depth, it doesn't do this anymore. It, it just, just glides. Yeah. It slides. No, well, man, I just... It's a 35-foot diving glide bait is what it is. I'm I, Okay, <laughs> I'm going to say it. I've got a rack over here that's got the Z-Boss, Azuma Z-Boss yeah. crankbaits. People don't throw them. The coolest thing about that bait is... Is when you get it down and you hit the bottom, you can stop it and yep. it'll sit like this, and then it'll just slide, and you can slide it for three or four cranks before it gets back right again. What's the deepest diving Z boss I have? 
the the twenty eight, the twenty five, twenty five. Which, but it's like the size of a baby shoe. Yeah. I mean, here so I got the, one right here. So it's like the ten XD model. Bigger. It's bigger. It's bigger. Now. Holy cow. Does it weigh two ounces? Uh, I don't think it's quite two ounces. It takes a rod to throw it, though. It is two ounces. Is it two ounces? Four inches and two ounces. I mean, it's it's a... That must be four inches of the body. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a... I don't know anything about these. I think my palm... Fingertip to wrist is like eight inches, so that gives you an idea of what you're... The Z-Boss was designed by Randy Haynes. There's a good one that is no longer fishing. You know what, though? Kudos to Randy Haynes for sticking to his guns on that. Yeah. Yeah, Randy makes it. What would you throw this on? Some guys throw it on a 7.6 uh, heavy, 7.6 medium heavy. I just throw it up my cranking rod that can I you, Can you feel that? With a, what do you mean, with you a traditional it? cranking rod? What do you mean, can you feel it? Like, you know, some of your cranking rods, especially your deep diving cranking rods, you got to wind it until it basically hits the bottom, and then you can feel that it's on the bottom. It depends. Can on you what, actually feel this thing knocking it? It depends. Twenty five feet. It depends on what's your what rod you're. I mean, again, a traditional cranking rod. What is that for you? Uh. So everybody throws. I mean, Matt you, Queen. You made me one a long time ago. I still have it. It's a Seven Eleven, I believe. Oh, you got one of my. Yep. Yeah, then you got a good one. And then the original Veracity line, I tested some of those before I knew what they were called, um, and they had a Seven Eleven that I still fish with. No, that. Yeah, I think you've replaced every guide on that rod. That was the major problem with the first one, first set of them. It's possible. I throw that on my 7-Eleven 7 power cranking rod. Gotcha. And I don't know what power it is. I think it's a medium heavy. Did you get the 5 or the 7? That makes a big difference. I don't know. You'd have to bring it to me, I can tell you. But I don't throw it much anymore because Wiley doesn't have that caliber of fish. This is a big crankbait. I mean, it's it's a big crankbait. It's got like, what are those, two-aught treble hooks probably? No, they're one-aughts. One-aughts. It's big. But there was a day and time where, now they've got that. I'm sure you take this to Alabama where it came from, and I bet, I bet you they bite the crap out of it down there. Uh, Rob Blackman, uh, real is either a 5-1-to-1 BB-1 or a 6-4-to-1 BB-1 Pro. This is a 15-pound tester crankbait right here. I throw it on 12. Do you really? But I cannot how say many, that I haven't. How many of you slingshotted into somebody's backyard? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one or two. I mean, if you're going to throw it, six, I like, for right now, a 6-4-to-1 with 12-pound test line. Yeah, I believe I'd have to go 15 on this one. But I trust my line. Like, I really trust the line I crank with. I boat flipped a seven-pounder at Watery with it. That's how much I tr trust it. That's a pretty crank, right? Oh, yeah. It's got sharp hooks on it, too. But, no, when it when this thing, 
the way the weight is in it, when it hits the bottom, you can stop it and it sits like this, and then you can slide it until the lip decides to dig again. And most guys can't fish that because they don't well, that's what I like mean. the slide. Yeah, that's what I mean. How you'd have to feel it for it to be able to do that, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, when you hit the bottom, you just pause it and it sets itself, right. and then you know. I've got some that I've played with and gotten them to where they'll suspend. You know, you can hit the bottom and they'll sit like this, and yeah. you just like it, they're they're fun. Like yeah. when you get a crankbait that's right, it could be a lot of fun. I know guys that fish these like jerk baits. Well, I'm it sure places. the head on it really helps. I mean, that's like a, an extended part of the lip. Yep. Hydrodynamic. There, there was another crankbait that used to do that. I think it was a bomber. Or a bandit. I think it was a bandit. It had a short lip on it, but his head was like that. And it got, it was their deep diving crankbait. I know Pose. I mean, that's kind of a, a that was similar the, shape to a Pose crankbait. That was the first deep diving crankbait I actually, actually had a... What, the... Bomber not, fat? Not pose. I can't remember what it was called now. The only reason I can't remember what it was called is because it was ugly as crap. And that's what my buddy Wheezy and I, or Puddin, as guys know one here, that's what we used to call it. We used to call it Big Ugly. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I've seen several crankbaits with that look. Most of them are hand-built. Jeff Hodge makes one out of North Carolina. It's a pretty good little crankbait. Gotcha. I think he's out in North Carolina. Jeff Hodge? Yeah, somewhere. Does Tater make crankbaits? He does. But to more... hear him tell it, no. He doesn't make anything like that deep. Yeah, he makes little like square bill type yeah. stuff, right? I think Matt Haywood designed one for him. They call it Haymaker or whatever it I is. got one that looks like a goblin that Matt McBee made. It's a square bill, but it looks like a, like a goby. Gotcha. I don't know. Never caught a fish on his biggest waste of money. I haven't thrown any of his. Well, actually, yes, I have, too. Whatever they call that one. Yeah, I have some of the ones that Haywood made. I've caught some fish on those. They're a silent crankbait because they're solid resin. Mm-hmm. Which I've, I mean, even fishing out deep here with all the pressure, a silent crankbait's a good, a good option. Yeah. So are you catching them out deep? Are you cranking them up right now, or you got to drag stuff now? <sighs> A deep bite sketchy. I caught, we caught a limit Thursday night on a hair jig. Did I catch them all on a hair jig? I think maybe all but one came on. Maybe one came on a flutter spoon, but they're in that funky bait chasing gotcha. off the edge, not set up right. There's just, that's, deep's not the way to go. That's one thing that I cannot get the hang of yet as a hair jig. You want a striper fish or something like that in the wintertime and, and snatch a bucktail or go in the ocean and snatch a bucktail, I can catch them on it. But you throw it out there and wind it and stop it and wind it. I just about? cannot stop get it. I can't get them bite it. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Maybe you're not doing it right. My, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> or maybe you're not doing it right. <laughs> right. Uh, you can catch some on it. But again, that used to be like, okay, put everything up but a hair jig and a swim bait and go catch a big one. Now. That doesn't, it's not like that. I can catch them on a slim bait. I catch them on a spoon. I just cannot catch them. And anything you drag on the bottom, but I just cannot catch them on a hair jig. 
outside of the wintertime. Uh, it's I'm not gonna say it's easy. I mean, you, you just you have to be able to fish it. Well, what's your hair jig set at? Seven four medium heavy twelve pound test line and a seven five or eight three to one reel. Let it hit the bottom and just wind it off the bottom, let it fall like you see everybody else doing it. I I fish it in. I fish it different. Yes, yes, that's what I'll say. But mine may not actually hit the bottom. Gotcha. Depending on where the fish are set up and. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. Probably because I don't get there and do it enough. <laughs> well, I listen. I don't blame you. Right now, there's more fish on the bank here than there are out. I need to get crank my boat up and run it just so it doesn't think that it's been put out the pasture. Yeah. I got to go run it to make sure that everything's bled out and the steering's all good this week because I don't need to show up Thursday to a, a backwards scenario. All right, so. Hey, we made it an hour. Yeah, of course. Hey, Again, congratulations to Hank. We got the frog tournament coming up. This Saturday. If you want to get in it, there's a couple of places, spots open. You can still contact Lee Lucas. Lee Lucas. Um, they're putting in at the state park on Lake Watery. Blast off at six. Safe light. Safe light. So that's like six ten ish, something or somewhere around somewhere around there. Let me hang on a second. Let me pull this up. And make sure that you guys, um, we're not giving you bad information. All right. Got VFL coming up on High Rock. I saw they caught some big ones there the other day, this past weekend. Um, that tournament should be fun as long as they don't get any crazy thunderstorms and muddy everything up. Yeah. Safe light until 3 p.m. That's a long day. Do I have to go fish this? Yeah, man, you're a sponsor on there. I know, but do I have to? Can, can people come pick their frogs up early? No. Cannot. Yeah, It'll give be them picked the day up, up the morning of. All right. Because then we'd have to do a frog inspection. We're going to have to do that anyway, aren't you? After the tournament. Okay. Anybody that won any money got to do a frog inspection? Uh, there's polygraph for one or two places. Um... So someone couldn't take their frogs, do whatever they wanted to, and bring them back, and instead they broke them all off. <laughs> I mean, I asked that question, and there wasn't really a good, solid answer. Jeff Murray, if you need more than two frog rods, you're doing it wrong. Can I? Can you bring extra line? No. Can you bring line? Two rods, two reels. Why you need extra line? I don't know. Well, I say that. I'm going to go down there and blow two rods up and be yeah. dead in the water. Some of them backlashes are professional overspans, what I'll call it, when you get with with braid. You, no, to you, use one of Derek Lilly's turns, it's a homer. you got to take it home and get it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is a Phantom on Murray. Um, I, I did hear that there's one this weekend on Murray. So I'm not sure exactly what stage the fish are in there, but my guess is is they are. There's a lot of fish in the cane, and there's a lot of fish on brim. You got me down there. I just have to go fishing. CBC 
championship at Murray this fall. Did you make it? I did. I did you my, get confirmation? I put my points together. We finished 33rd, I think. 32, 33. Nice. And that's without weighing fish in one tournament, which was a bonehead mistake. We wouldn't have won the points by any means, but. No, but, yeah, you, you yeah, that was it. That was at Normix. That was at Normix. We talked that afternoon, yeah. and I'm like, hey, what about the points? And you're like, yeah. oh, well, crap. Yeah, you, you texted me. You said, did you guys really zero? I'm like, no, we let them go. And I'm like, well, why would you do that for? You got to have the points. I was like, crap. <laughs> I don't know. Because I... we weren't going to fish Hickory because that was my mm. kid's first baseball game, both of them. And then you had to fish Hickory. Well, Eric fished with. Eric Weir yep. fished with Reed, and then the games got rained out. So that was kind of like win-win for me. Was it though? I mean, I didn't get to. I didn't get to go watch my kids play baseball, which wasn't a win. But at the same time, I didn't have to fish in forty degree weather and rain all day. Yeah. To only have three fish. Yeah, true. I don't know. I got to call Tim. Sounds like I'm gonna have to be making some trips to Murray here coming up to get ready. Better get your wake boat out. I'm sure that's. I'm sure it's wide open down there. Uh, I'm probably gonna call out sick during the week. <laughs> That's pretty easy to do when you're the when you're the boss, right? Not the boss. Oh, you're not the boss. No. Who's the boss? I still have to answer to people. Oh, they're probably both on here too, aren't they? They're probably yeah, that or watching us on the camera, one of the two, or both. Keep an eye, <laughs> make sure. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap this thing up. It's eight fifteen. Might be able to get home just a day, a few minutes before daylight, before dark. It's still daylight I mean, outside. sunset? Whatever. <laughs> I mean, daylight. I'm I not said, looking to stay I, out that late. I said that earlier, too, when we were talking about night fishing. I said, you catch them before daylight. I meant dark. Oh. I guess you did, didn't you? Yep. That's Oops. all right. All right. Well. All right. Congr- again, congratulations, Hank. Back to back. That is that is a class in all of its own. Um, good luck the rest of the year. I think I might need to keep these. Got Randy Haynes' signature on it, and I don't think he'll ever fish another professional bass I tournament again after the last uh, debacle. Yeah, I doubt it. Um, got a phantom coming up. Get the frog tournament. Can they can they call the store to you guys see? He call the store to ask for more information. David will point you to the yep. to the Venmo and PayPal account for that. Um, if you are interested in that, the lake is off limits this week. It's actually been off limits since Friday. So if you fish this past weekend. You can't fish. Um, BFL coming, Phantom. I'm sure that one will fill up too on Murray. That's not capped though, is it? Mm-mm. I, what I mean by fill up is I'm sure they'll have a good showing. Joey, you better be down there practicing. Joey ain't got no boat. He sold? Oh, yeah. Two days, I think. Huh. Dalton's got a boat, doesn't he? I don't know. All right, well, Pretty sure. I mean, he can go out there in the sheephead rig, I'm sure. The way he fishes, it's possible. <laughs> uh, Dalton has a boat. He has a skeeter, too, I'm pretty sure. Yep. All right, Rusty Hooks Live, where our hooks may be rusty, but our points are always sharp. Tune in next week. Shane will be back, and we will have a even bigger rundown of the Classic and a follow-up on all your local greatest fishing adventures. All the frog tournaments. The frog tournaments, the night tournaments, the day tournaments, the weekday tournaments. We'll see you guys later. Have a good night.